Hi. Over the last few years, Hopi and I have sat in the pews and, and watched the different pictures and the videos of the women who had gone to Lucinda before and had thought this would be something we wanted to do. So this year, um, we went. We actually got to be there for the Prayer of the Nations Day, and she and I were in charge of the altar. So we got to listen to all the kids' prayers and to listen to them pray and asking God just for the simple necessities of everything that we take for granted. Um, one little boy in particular was asking God to please send his sister's baby some food. And all the kids that went there, I was just impressed that they always thank God for that day. And then there was a few that thank God for sending the white women <laughs> because when they come, they bless us. So it was really good to see that Bee Creek United Methodist is laying a foundation for these kids to learn and to grow with God and to see everything that they're doing and to know that the church is such a big part of that. It was really special. There you go. Well, it was a good opportunity to go. And like Irma says, the um, all of us here that have contributed towards Lucinda, you can see the blessing in the kids. And it was a good opportunity to go and, and be there. And, you know, you see it like on the video and every time, but going in person really makes a difference. I'm Steve. Um, Laura asked me to speak a little bit about Habitat. Um, the last, I think, almost seven years, we've participated in builds with Habitat. I think this is our fourth one that uh, our, the church has done. Uh, personally, I get a lot out of just working with the families and the other Christians on site. You know, we always do a faith build, um, so you're with other churches in the area uh, that are, are helping build this home. One of the unique things, I think, is, about Habitat is that you know, a lot of people believe that they're just getting these houses, that you know, somebody's just handing them over to the house, but they actually have to work very hard for these homes. They build a lot of sweat equity into the house. I think it's like 500 hours of sweat equity that they have to work on other people's homes before they even start building on their home. Um, you know, and it, always, it, it means a lot to the, these families, too. Um, you know, I've, I've heard some people kind of uh, contradict Habitat and say, well, why, why should we focus on just one family or, you know, the small group of families? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't really make an overall difference. Why not put money into something that's much bigger, could have a bigger impact? Um, but it does make a difference to these families. I mean, if it was your family or my family, that, that's, that's a huge difference. Um, going from an unsafe environment or an environment where maybe, you know, you don't have a bed and you're sleeping on the couch, or, and I've heard other people that have been sleeping on the floors and just no, no room in their homes. And so it, it makes a big impact in their lives. Um, this year we're building a house on it, it's it, it's a little bit different this year because mainly my time constraints. But in the past we've ha done several days across the build, had four or five volunteers out there. I, I have a new baby this year and I haven't been able to dedicate as much time to it. So uh, we did one build day this year with 20 people um, from our church. So it's just our church that's going to be out there with the the uh, local volunteers. Um, and I just wanted to read a little quote from one of the the family members, it's the Martinez family. They've been in the U.S. for 11 years. They're from Mexico. Um, they live in South Austin right now. 
And this is one of their sons, his, his quote is, I, I love going to site and helping my father work on the homes of other Habitat families. I have so much pride and feel so honored to be part of an experience that I and my neighbors will remember. I look around my new neighborhood and can point out the houses that we help build, the houses that families like mine now have a shared relief of living in. And I think to me that, that statement of that shared relief you know, really kind of hit home for me because it, 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 they're really in an oppressive type of situation and this, this is a new beginning for them. And so I'd encourage you if you're interested at all in coming out and working locally next Saturday, um, we'll be meeting at 7 a.m. at the Lowe's parking lot in Bee Cave and caravanning and carpooling out there. But if you just want to come out to the site, I'll give you the address. You can just drive out yourself and show up, too, and you're more than welcome to come out and help work. You don't have to be skilled in any way either, so there's always some painting that has to get done uh, as well as the construction stuff. So thank you. We want to uh, talk about Helping Hand. First, I'll, for a few of you, there's not many of you in here, but a few of you don't know about it, so we'll, uh, I'll explain a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about some specifics. Leroux and, and Ron Spitzak will talk about some specific projects that we've partnered with uh, the Big Creek United Methodist Church, par partnered with our church on. Uh, Helping Hand started in June 2007, and uh, there's a ministry in Lakeway that's the same type of ministry, and it was noticed over there that uh, there were a lot of people from 78669 zip code coming in there, and so God said, start one up out in Spicewood so you can serve these people, and, and so it was done. Uh, all through that organizational phase and all through the startup, we had lots of people in our church here working on that, uh, helping, helping make that happen. Uh, I probably shouldn't call names, so <laughs> thanks, Howard and Ed. Volunteers. It's an all-volunteer organization, and, and three of the areas that we have volunteers, first is our, our food pantry and our interview process that we go through down, on, uh, down at the building on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, and a lot of the volunteers down there come from this church, a, a majority of them. And the other thing that we have is a food pickup. We get most of our food for the pantry from the cafeteria food bank. And uh, we had a small group take on that project right at the beginning, and it's been so smooth that uh, the rest of us don't even know what happens. So then the, other, the other area is our board of directors. At the ministry it is run by a board of directors, and I think now over half of that board of directors are members of this church. So you can see why there's a lot of crossover, a lot of back and forth, a lot of working together on this thing. Uh, we want to talk now about some specific areas where we've worked together, and LaRue's going to talk about one of those first. And first of all, I'd like to thank all of you for all that you do for Hep and Hand. Um, it's just such a blessing um, for uh, us to, to be able to do this and uh, for you to, to be part of it. Um, we, the church does so much. They do the, the Thanksgiving feast, the angel tree, um, the Vista House, um, the dental and health issues that, that uh, uh, we have, the, the health care nurse that comes in. And um, 
The one I want to talk about today are, uh, would be the backpacks. Um, this year, this church uh, furnished 31 backpacks for the children in this area. And I wanted to mention one little girl in particular. Uh, she's going into first grade, and last year she came in, and it was too late to get the, the supplies because she was... She didn't know to sign, her mother didn't know to sign up. So this year we made it a point that this little girl got signed up. Well, she took one look at her first grade supplies and her eyes danced. <laughs> she was so excited. And then when she picked out her pink and purple backpack, she picked it up and twirled around and hugged it. And, and then looked inside, saw all the, the, all the snacks and things that you people had put together for and it was uh, as if she'd been given a million dollars and then also she found out she's gonna get new shoes too so you can imagine just how happy this one little girl was and that plus the 30 more you can imagine what a wonderful day that was and I wish all of you could have been there to see the happiness so thank you very much uh, let me One of the other areas we've, we've tried to do is do some uh, home repair projects, and, and Ron Spitzak is going to talk about that. Uh, first of all, good morning. Uh, I, have to, I have to tell you what an honor it's been to be working with these two. It's absolutely life-changing. It was life-changing for me, and I'm here to talk about the project, but I also need to let you know that there was a project going on in me that this little organization changed my life. And uh, I had been pushing a rope in terms of my Christian walk and I just wasn't making headway. So I came to the pastor and I, I said, uh, you know, I'm pushing a rope, I'm not making any headway. He said, well, you need to get involved. And uh, I didn't really know what that meant. And he, he suggested going to Helping Hands and I did. And uh, it's, it was that intentional step of obedience that absolutely changed my life. And so we're really not here to talk about my life, but I want you to know that these things have amazing benefits in ways you wouldn't have anticipated. Uh, so they're really good things to have. So anyway, I was a part of this organization, and uh, we had a, a person that came in that was in great need. And uh, uh, Robert and Lou understood, LaRue understood that he um, didn't have any water in his house, he didn't have any heat in his house. Uh, he had a, well, literally a herd of raccoons in his house, uh, was forced to sleep outside on the porch because they had basically taken over his house. And uh, he was in tough times, and it wasn't by his own doing. Uh, there were forces beyond his control that put him into those circumstances, but he heard about helping hands, and he came in, and uh, he sought some assistance, really just some food. And, uh, but you guys picked up on the fact that there maybe was a greater need. And it said, so they said, Ron, why don't you go over to his house and, and see what, what's going on? And, and I went over there and I realized this person needs some help and helping hands can help him. But it, take, it took more resources than we necessarily had laying around. So this church got involved and contributed money. They contributed volunteers. In fact, many of the members that are heading up to Oklahoma to go do the great thing, they headed down the street, the crossroads, and uh, did some work there, and a neighbor just, just a few miles down the road. 
And uh, it, was, it was great to be a part of that. Uh, we met at the church, and just like a little caravan, we just headed on down there to that work. And uh, I, I relayed this, this story this morning that uh, I walked up to the steps, knock on the door to say we were there, and, and literally, by the time I got done talking to this, this gentleman, I turned around, and the first trailer was already full of things that needed to be hauled off. The, these volunteers have such a passion for serving, and they served brilliantly, and they were just all over this, and it was a wonderful thing. Uh, one of the main reasons Helping Hands exists is to fill the gap in people's lives. Uh, they all fall on hard times. Uh, there could be a car accident. There could be uh, losing their job. They, they could have a medical situation, uh, any number of things that put people in this gap, and they need help, and that's what they're there for. And uh, that was this situation with this person. He, he needed help to get through that gap. And uh, because of the volunteer work of this church and other members uh, that participated in the project and the money that was provided, we were able to help this, men, this gentleman fill the gap. And uh, so that was, uh, that was wonderful to see. And then what else happened that was completely unexpected? The people that were volunteered invited this person to come to this church. And that person accepted. And that person's been a regular attender of this church ever since. And um, it's, uh, if you ever notice the little white vehicle out there in the parking lot that has lots of little bumper stickers on it, well, the owner of that vehicle is a person who's been coming to this church ever since that invitation without fail. In fact, his attendance is way above my attendance. He is never fails. And uh, Ronnie, it's just been a great privilege to have been able to help you through that gap and see the change that Helping Hands has made in your life. And uh, anyway, uh, I know you've, you've, many people now in this congregation know you, but that's what it can do. What we thought was just a little gap filler ultimately changed Ronnie's life. And he's now a regular tender at this church, and it's a real blessing. Ronnie, did you want to say anything? Thanks, Ron. That's, that's another example of where God works through us to, to help our neighbor, to love our neighbor. Uh, I want to do a couple more. Uh, the Vista House is a manufactured home that sits down here on the church property. The church had it for an office when it first started up down the hill here. And then when moved up here and built these buildings and got offices, that home was brought up here and to be used for, for housing had some different ideas, but uh, the thing that came out, we should use it for housing for homeless people who, who are in between this kind of thing. And so that, we started out about six years ago, and we've had 10 or 12 different families to move in there that would have otherwise been homeless. And they stay short periods of time, different periods of time, depending on their needs. And it's been a real successful venture for the church and for the community. The lady in there now wanted to come today and thank you but she she's working so uh that's that's a real success story she will come and talk to you 
uh, pretty soon about what this means to her. Another area that's been uh, a real helpful recently is uh, during the Palm Sunday offering last year, the money was designated for dental help for people who couldn't afford dental help. And so we have, with the help of our local dentist, we were able to help uh, at least three different people through some major dental problems. One lady we were able to get dentures for, and uh, she now has other health problems, and she called the ministry to give us a, a message about what uh, we'd meant to her. And we're going to play that, minute, uh, that message for you right now, I hope. Good morning, folks. It's Kirsten Joe calling from Lakeway Hospital. There's been some uh, uh, because there's some things going on that I wanted to kind of report to you. Uh, one thing I must say that uh, since you brought me that beautiful journal, I have been using it. It's been inspiring me uh, to write to the Lord, to pray an awful lot, and I have been surrounded with all kinds of Christian love that. Quite honestly, uh, it's overwhelming. It's absolutely overwhelming how many people have showed up to offer support, love, and care. And I, I feel that you are, folks are directly, partly responsible for getting all this rolling. Things are looking more positive than ever, and I feel that the Lord is on my side all the way here. He has told me that I'm, my chore is not done yet on this earth. Uh, by just by chance, the people who have called to tell me that they just don't want to see me go and that I've helped them. So um, so it goes and so it goes. <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise God. Uh, one thing that I'm looking for, if you can help me with, is I'd like um, a, a, a copy of the Lord's Prayer that I could put on the wall directly in front of my bed. Apparently, I will be in the hospital for a while. They won't be letting me go home right away. But I would like to be able to wake up every morning to read that, um, kind of as a morning inspirational. And uh, if you could come across a copy of it that we could maybe attach to the wall in whatever room I'm in, it would really be helpful. Just a little thing that what I would appreciate. Uh, in other words, you can catch me on the room phone still here at any given time. And uh, thanks again for all your help and support. God bless you. Yeah, that that's the kind of help you give, and it's highly appreciated. Thank you. I'd like to invite my helpers to come forward, and today, um, not only will we take communion, but you're going to have a little bit, it, just if you're helping speak. In a minute, I'll get the servers to come forward. Um, so Charmaine and Peter, if y'all would come forward and, and help me with this, if the kids are okay. Um, you remember the story. It's a story that today is being told all over the world and celebrated with joy that we're gathering around this table that Jesus set for us, and we're remembering his words, that he took bread and he took wine and he gave them a new meaning. He said that they were our salvation, signs of, and remembrances of his work in our lives. So today I'm going to ask Peter and Charmaine to break the elements um, and to do so as they have heard it done in their home church in their, their native country. This is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the body of Christ this is the blood of Christ that shed for you. 